0: What's up, podcast family? I wanted to share something from the heart today and I because I really feel like I finally come to peace with the whole chaos that's going on around COVID-19. I wanted to share that with you. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey guys, hope everything is going well where you're at. Um, I think I start that off as a podcast a lot, but today I I really do want to, just like I said, in the intro speak from the heart and talk to you more about some of my own evolution, I guess, development of how I've come to terms with what's going on in the world right now. Not just the reality that people are, are, you know, there's this pandemic, but also the reality of how people are handling it. I think the second has been much harder for me. And that's what I've noticed is, there's really been two camps of people is, there's, well, there's one that those that are just, there's, I guess the third camp is people just just going to life as usual, but there's two camps people that people that are, you know, really freaking out about the virus and the people that are freaking out about how we're handling the virus, right? And, and a lot of times they overlap. And it's been a struggle for me to watch this because I feel like I'm on the sidelines but I want to help, right? Because how most of us feel and it's been hard. So I want to just talk to you about my own like story, how I like my own inner thoughts and how like this morning I woke up like completely peaceful and it was so refreshing. Okay. So first I have two stories to tell to help build the framework. Uh, The first is just a, I don't know what to call it, there's got to be a name for this phenomenon among human, like human nature has this phenomenon. And I don't know what the name is. If you know what the name of this, like behavior pattern <clears throat> is, please let me know. Cause it's bugging me. Um, but I'll just tell you a story. So when in high school, I don't know, maybe my high school was a little weird. We would get in frequent food fights in lunch. Like that included usually throwing whipped cream or jello. Um, but one instance there is this senior, or maybe he was a junior. It was, you know, he was a junior and we were freshmen and the guy was a bully. He was any, I about said some other words. Um, I'll refrain from saying those, but my buddy was like sitting at lunch, like all peaceful and calm. And this guy comes behind him with a big old, like, I don't know where he got it. It was this like tray of nacho cheese or this like cup of nacho cheese it's like the french fry tray people put like french fries in this, like small you hold your hand and we all watch in horror as he starts walking to my towards my friend who's sitting with his back turned and we don't do anything we just sit there and watch as this bully turns this thing of nacho cheese over my buddy's head and it just oozes down his face and like we didn't think it was funny. I think some people did, but we didn't. We were like, what a jerk. You know, but we like looking back, we just sat there and watched. We could have said, like, Rick, get out of the way. You know. We didn't, though. We just like the spectacle of it made us just sit and on and watch. All right. <laughs> here's the here's the second story. And this isn't so much a story. Well, let me just let me just go right in. And then that other story will come up naturally. So that's what I feel like we are all kind of that, that behavior is what we're all exhibiting right now. Like the coronavirus is this like and the handling of the coronavirus is this like huge, like cupful, trayful of nacho cheese coming towards like human society. <laughs> and we just have to sit like it's so unique and it's so like I don't want to say awe inspiring, but it's just so awful inspiring that we have to we cannot not watch. We cannot not watch. We have to like, the spectacle of it makes us like glued to our TVs. You know, we're just so enamored. That's what I'm looking for. That we cannot look away from our phones, our TVs and news, whatever. We want to know everything that's happening. What? Another state shutdown? What? Like there's a lockdown. Oh, this people are sick. Like Italy's, you know, it's like, we are so into this. It's, we cannot help but watch it. We cannot help but see what people's reactions are. You know? And, uh, it's that phenomenon. That's the first phenomenon. I want you to like, hold that in your mind. Cause we're going to come back to that. The second is, this is what I was talking with a friend about it, Jonathan. And I, I finally had the words to express it. Cause I was like, I was just so frustrated by my inability to help. And what I, what actually came out of my mouth was, I feel like it's an avalanche that I can't avoid, that we can't avoid. And I have zero control over, it, but I'm still gonna be damaged by it. We're all still gonna be damaged by this avalanche. And that's what I felt like this coronavirus is, and the handling of the coronavirus, like both of them. I both feel like they're both avalanches that are gonna cause like horrible destruction, and we can't avoid either. And like that for me has been like really frustrating. It's like we feel like such a lack of control from this avalanche is gonna like whack you, you know? And then, so, like those two things have really been weighing on my mind, and between like the spectacle of just watching this thing that I can't control, but but also being like at the mercy of this thing I can't control, has really like been hard for me to deal with, and I think hard for everybody else to deal with. But over the last couple of days, I had some really good conversations with some friends. one was Jonathan Gibbs, and another was Jason Hammond, um, and they've helped give like a better perspective. Um. They they actually didn't give me any advice, but just like having like being willing to hear my my thoughts out, like be a sounding board, but also like push back really hard on my my thoughts, really helped me collect some collect some conclusions that I hope will help you. And that's why I wanted to have this podcast. Is like if you're struggling with feeling that thing, if you're struggling feeling overwhelmed, like hopefully this is going to help you find some peace amid the calm. All right, so the the first. Let's talk about the avalanche Avalanche first. Guess what the cool thing about avalanches are? Is, well, one, we can't always control them. But two, we don't have to be on the freaking mountain. Like, you don't have to be on the mountain. The best way to avoid an avalanche is never be on the mountain, right? Now, sometimes people go on the mountain for enjoyment or whatever, and they're caught accidentally in an avalanche, right? But nowadays, we know what conditions create an avalanche. And you can avoid an avalanche, like a literal, like real avalanche. You can avoid that. Guess what, people? Guess what, my friends? I didn't think I could avoid an avalanche. I thought I was going to be like sucked into this avalanche. It was inevitable and I felt so helpless. And i um, like, and some people feel anxiety and like pressure. But guess what? You, you can get off the mountain. You can get off the mountain for the avalanche. I know that sounds like crazy um, because it feels like this is just such a all engulfing problem for human society or like just that we that we can't avoid it but you can avoid it you can get off the mountain all right so what do i mean can you get can you avoid being sick no you might you may or may not be sick like it is a pandemic it's a it's an infectious disease it's going viral you could potentially get sick but how do you get off the mountain well i think the biggest the first mountain you have to get off of is this like the spectacle mountain right like the 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 senior bully with the the vat of nacho cheese, all right? You can you cannot ha- you don't have to watch that. Like I could have said something to my friend or like avoided it and not looked at it and not watch the spectacle, right? So the best thing you can do right now, like I'm serious, I'm dead serious about this. I know it's gonna sound crazy is turn off your freaking TVs and the news and your phones and your updates and all that crap. Just turn it off. It's not gonna help you. You know, there are websites out there that are, Sponsored by medical institutions, and yes, it's not going to be as entertaining to watch or get information from those sources. But if you get information from a medical like place or even the CDC, I'm not a big fan of the CDC, um, I still think they're trying to sensationalize this too. Um, but if you, but bare minimum, if you just get information from an authoritative source, you're going to be way better off. Here's why the news and here, here's some inside information. The news and media outlets are loving this coronavirus thing. Like, like loving it. Right. Just like a sports organization or sports casting company or a news broadcasting, a sports broadcasting um, platform or, or company love fights. Like A sports broadcasting company will say, oh, that that basketball team got in a fight and that's this horrible thing. Those people should be banned, yada, yada, yada. But then they replay the dang video over and over again because they get a ton of views. And that's the same thing with this stinking media. What they're doing is they're replaying the spectacle of coronavirus, not because they wanna help, not because they wanna inform, not because they wanna save lives. It's because they're making a ton of flipping money. Like, trust me right now, I'm in advertising and marketing. Like, right now, Oh my goodness. We are making a ton of money because advertising is so cheap right now. And people are impulse buying like crazy right now. So I am into. our, I'm like full disclosure. I'm putting ads out there that have actually nothing to do with coronavirus, but that literally get a ton of traction right now, just because there are so many eyeballs on Facebook, on news media platforms, on wherever, because people are glued to their TVs. They're glued to their phones. And we are making a killing on advertising right now. Like we are, the the pay per click is so cheap right now. It is nuts. And so the like you have to avoid organizations. I'm telling you this because I make and I'm making money off this. So just realize like, avoid organizations that sensationalize the news because they don't care about your safety. They care about making money off of you from advertising. Like they're and they're making a killing right now. All right, so. Just, just, I know your impulse. It's so, like, you want to click on that headline. You want to click on that headline because it's so catchy, right? You know, like, you know, the one I just saw was Italy can't keep up with the cremation, like, facilities can't keep up with um, the death toll in Italy. And I wanted to click on that so bad. Um, But I understood, like, it was, it was clickbait and they just wanted my views. They didn't want to inform me or help me. They just wanted to get my views so they could put an advertisement in front of me so someone could buy, Okay. So avoid the spectacle. I don't like I try I I hope this passion is coming through. Like, if you want to avoid the avalanche, just avoid the media. Avoid the media. It's it's not helping you. It's they just want to use you for your money, your time and attention, so they can take your money or advertisers can take their money through them. Okay. <sighs> Cody, breathe. All right. That's the first thing. And then the help you with that, if you still need information, CDC again or a medical institution that is not sensationalizing this. They're looking at it from an academic perspective. That's going to get a more measured response. The second way to get off the mountain of the avalanche is just get off the mountain. Like we're in this self-isolation thing. Like, but so people aren't self-isolating in terms of like the social, like they're, if anything, they're craving. Actually, I know this because my click, my Facebook advertisements are doing really well. So, um, Facebook is, uh, there are a lot more people on Facebook right now and they're clicking better because they're, they're looking for that social connection because they can't get it in real life. So they're, they're doing it via Facebook. But you need to not get on Facebook as much. Again, like this is gonna hurt my advertisement if I say this. Not that like millions of people listen to this, but um, even if they do, I'm just letting you know, like you need to turn, like the coronavirus news is leeching through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. So you need to turn off that and just enjoy time with family right now. Like I had like the coronavirus thing, like what came, what came to peace with me is like, I realized I was getting sucked in the avalanche. It was just like, it was sucking so much to my time and mental energy. And so literally what I'm going to do is I still have to stay up to date on stuff. Um, I'll probably like talk about or do the coronavirus thing for like 30 minutes because it's still important. Um, there's still relevant information I need to know that affects myself, that affects my business, it affects my teams. But I'm just going to limit that 30 minutes and the rest of the day, I'm just going to live my life like I normally would not thinking about coronavirus <laughs> spending enjoying time with my family. Cause I have more time with that because I can't get out and work, um, in like terms of drive time and that's going to make me way happier. And that's why I like work to do yesterday. And I was able to do it and like came to a ton of peace because instead of me, like getting sucked into watching nacho cheese, get creamed across everybody's face, I told myself to not look at it. And guess what? This, this is the coolest thing about like media or bullies or, or people that are trying to manipulate you when they don't have your attention anymore, they don't have your control. When, when I'm like, last last story and then I'll wrap because this is getting long podcast, but, um, my, well, the friend I was talking about coronavirus with Jason, the funny story is, uh, we were in weights class one time and, uh, he was bench pressing. And so when you bent, you should know this, but just in case if you don't, when you bench press, you lay down on a bench, you have these, this big like barbell and, uh, you, push it up, bring it down to your chest and then push back up. And I was spotting him. And while he's doing this and he's doing a pretty heavy load, um, two of like his brother's friends, um, thought it'd be funny to tape him to the bench. And, uh, he had like shorts on, like, so like taped his legs and say so to rip it off and like rip his leg hair off. It was supposed to be painful. And they thought that would be really funny. Um, and he saw what they're doing, finished his bench press. Like zero emotion. Like literally he just went like, instead of like having any emotion, he went like negative emotion, like total avoid, avoid of emotion. And, uh, he sat up, looked at the tape, pulled it off. I'm sure it hurt like crazy, but didn't flinch at all. Gave me the tape ball. I went and threw it away or he threw it away or something. I don't remember what exactly happened. Laid back down, went to the bench and these bullies, the look on their face was priceless. Um, they sat back and they're just like, they, they were hoping for this like reaction and all this, like this emotion, but they didn't get it. And they looked at each other like, oh, that wasn't worth it. And they never bugged him again. And I looked at him and I was like, Jason, like you handled that really, really well. He's like, he's like, I understood what they wanted and I wasn't going to give it to them. And he had control over them. it's Really amazing. And that's how you control the media and that's how we as a people can control the media is if we resist the urge to sit there and watch the spectacle we can all change the narrative and so you have to avoid the click you have to avoid like getting sucked in to the narrative that they want you to listen to and that's with politicians as well right now because politicians are using this for their own platforms and not that they're not trying to help people. But there's their own like election is priority right now, 100%. And so you have to avoid those people that are trying to get your attention for their own personal gain and listen to the sources that are like one trying to keep you safe. That's like actual medical people. They swear like an oath, a Hippocratic oath and also to your internal compass and don't be afraid to just get off the mountain like avoid the avalanche and you'll find a ton of peace.